Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Confidently Calm with the Anxiety Doctor, a weekly podcast about anxiety, stress, and all things life brings us. Join your host as she brings you tips and tools to improve your mindset and optimize your life. This podcast is not meant to be a substitute for therapy. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Therapy Tea. I'm Dr. Lisa, and I am... First of all, sorry that I haven't um, added any episodes to the podcast. I've been extremely busy. For those of you that don't know, I just launched my wellness tea company and I have been super busy. I'm super grateful for all the um, customers that have purchased the Anxiety Ease Tea and the um, Get Your Z's and the other wellness teas. Um, the Anxiety Ease Tea actually sold out within 24 hours. So the first day that I launched, it sold out. Luckily, I had already placed an order two weeks before that. And I think I was out maybe a, a day and a half. Um, and then we got the the, um, the the wellness tea stocked up. So I am super, super excited. I love to incorporate teas. For those of you that don't know, I have been incorporating teas um, in my practice, just kind of letting my patients know of all the natural remedies that are out there. Um, Anxiety is one of the easiest things to treat without medication. Um, And even, you know, I'm not against medication if you truly need it. But anxiety is super easy to, not super easy, but it's one of the easiest things to treat without medication. So you don't necessarily need medication. And also the medications, the benzos that are out there are, um, they don't help. They do help with the symptoms, but they don't cure your anxiety. Um, And your body can become dependent, which means that You'll need more and more, and the benzos are not truly safe for you. So I that is my goal when my clients come in, the ones that are already on medication. Our goal is to get them off their um, benzos um, and off their medication so they could um, function well and 
not have to worry about the side effects of medication. So that was one of the reasons why I decided to create the this um, wellness tea company. I uh, have a lot of faith in um, herbs and natural remedies, and I've seen miracles happen with some of my patients. And I think it's just a healthier alternative. And I wanted to create my own blend that I feel is, you know, a good anxiety ease tea. And I wanted it to not be super expensive because some of the wellness teas out there are like, you know, 60 to $70 for um, a 30 um, serving supply. So I wanted it to be affordable, but still premium, amazing quality, organic um, ingredients. And that's what I created. So if you haven't checked it out, go ahead and check it out. It's um, desanawellness.com and it's um, spelled T-E-S-A-N-A wellness.com. Um and check it out if you want to purchase um, your, uh, you will be able to see all the different wellness blends that I have. And some more are coming. Um, we're just working on, on the formula. So today what I want to talk about is sleep and how crucial sleep is for anxiety, for you to feel better. Anxiety can affect um, our sleep. Anxiety, when we, most people that have anxiety, we tend to overanalyze, overthink, and your our mind kind of just um, always is racing and it just kind of snowballs into all these irrational thoughts. And so it can affect our sleep. It's hard for us to fall asleep, but also anxiety can affect, um, I'm sorry, lack of sleep can affect anxiety. So lack of sleep can affect your mood completely. Even if you don't have anxiety, it can affect you. You're irritable, you're frustrated, you don't feel like doing anything, you're tired. So lack of sleep um, is not good for us, for our mental state. And I always encourage clients to get at least six to eight hours of sleep. Um, Eight for sure is the magic number for sleep, but, um, six to eight is fine. And to get restful sleep, because sometimes we can toss and turn. Sometimes we can wake up with severe anxiety. Um, so I just wanted to kind of talk about sleep and how important it is and things that you can do to help you fall asleep. The number one thing is of course, to try to get off all electronics, devices, anything that has light that can affect your um, your mind and stimulate your mind, you want to get off of that at least 45 minutes before, um, you know, people say two hours before you go to sleep. That's kind of hard, especially now that we have our computer and our phone and email and everything on our phone. It's hard for us to put that down. So I say at least 45 minutes before, more if you can. And another thing that I always recommend is for people to not have or connect their their phone right next to their bed. So if you have a charger, move it to maybe a dresser across the room or in your restroom 
you want to charge your phone not somewhere that's not close to you because if and when you're tossing and turning, one of the things that we want to do right away is we want to check the time and we tend to get our phone. And so we look at the time, but when we look at our phone, not only are we looking at the time, we see all the other things that come with our phone, notifications, email, Facebook, Instagram, all other other uh, social media apps. And so it's super easy for us to, oh, let me check my phone real quick, or let me check my email real quick. Let me check my notifications real quick. And the real quick ends up being an hour, two hours. And then guess what? The light activates your brain. And guess what? It's harder for you to fall asleep. So putting your phone across the room or in the restroom, it not only helps you to not be looking at your phone and and activating that, you know, your mind um, it also helps you to get up in the morning. So when you get up in the morning, if the, the alarm is, if you have an alarm, I am an old lady and I don't need an, an alarm. So I wake up automatically. I have my inner old lady alarm. Um, but those of you that need to set an alarm, it's, it'll be easier for you to wake up and have to walk to the restroom to get up and that, you know, wakes you up. It helps you to wake up. So it's you. it has two benefits of doing that. You don't check your phone throughout the night and that doesn't keep you from falling asleep. And it also helps you to get up in the morning at the time that you need to wake up. Try not to snooze. Snoozing is not good. Just set the time that you know you need to wake up. So if you a lot of times we're like, eh, I could wake up at 7.30, but let me put my alarm at 7, and then I can snooze for 30 minutes. That really doesn't help you. It just makes you frustrated. It doesn't want to make you – makes you kind of want to not get up. It's like, oh, 10 more minutes, 10 more minutes, and you're snoozing every 10 minutes, and when it's the actual time for you to wake up, you're like, oh, I wish I could do 10 more minutes, and then you can't. So snoozing is not good. You can look it up. It's scientifically proven that – it's not good for you. It actually makes you more frustrated and makes you feel more tired. Um, so set your time on your alarm at the time you truly need to wake up and put your phone in the restroom or across the, the uh, room. So another thing I've talked about this before is um, journaling. Journaling is super, super beneficial for everyone, even people that don't have anxiety. It helps us with our thoughts. It helps us clear our mind. So journaling, I've talked about journaling for health anxiety, but it also helps for sleep. Because remember, when we have anxiety and when we're not able to sleep, we start thinking of all the other things that are worrying us, all the stressful things, all the things we need to do tomorrow and not, oh, I hope I don't forget to do this. I hope I don't forget to do that. And it's hard. So you want to do all that brainstorming that you're doing when you're tossing and turning. Instead of doing it when you're trying to fall asleep, do it when you're journaling. Put it in paper, write it down, 
And then when you close your journal, after you write all the stressful things that are on your mind, you close it and you tell yourself, this is where my worries will stay. This is where my worries will stay. You could say it twice, three times, but you want to continue doing that. It's not going to work the first day. We need to train our brain to not think when we're trying to fall asleep. And we need to train our brain that that's where our worries will stay in our journal. So try it a few days, you know, maybe a few weeks, and you'll notice that you'll start feeling better. You'll notice that the brain will start saying, oh, wait a minute, my, our thoughts are there and that's it. We've already thought about it and that's where they stay. That's where our worries will stay in the journal. Um, another thing is when you're trying to fall asleep, trying to meditate, trying to give yourself comfort, give yourself the permission to rest and to feel tranquility and to feel sleepy. Give yourself permission. Tell yourself. So not only give yourself permission, you want to tell yourself out loud, I give myself permission to just rest. I give myself permission to just relax. I give myself permission to have a restful sleep. So actually verbalizing that will be um, a good thing for you to start retraining the brain and allowing yourself to relax. Meditation. Meditation is super amazing. I've talked about this before. I actually have a bonus episode if you want to look it up, and it's specifically for sleep. And of course, if you've never meditated, it's going to take you a while for you to get used to it. But I've had so many people that have tried meditation before with other experts, with other apps and other people. And when I do it, because I do more guided imagery, which is a little easier for you to follow, it helps them. And they say, I mean, I've had a lot of people say, oh my goodness, I've tried all these other meditation apps and with you, I'm able to relax. So try it. It's it's on here. Look for it. It's free. You don't need to pay anything and keep doing it. Give yourself time to build up to that, getting used to that meditation. Um, and meditation, breathing is super beneficial for you to feel relaxed and just kind of allow yourself to rest. Another thing is one of the things that a lot of us do is we do so many different things in bed. We might work in bed. We might have our computer there. We might read in bed. We might um, eat in bed. We, we do all these other things. So our brain sometimes gets confused. So if you're working on your bed or you do that often or, you know, once in a while you do things, um, paperwork or other things on your bed, you want to stop doing that because you're, you're tricking your brain and it's thinking that it's in work mode and you want to be able to give space in your home for different things because then your mind just gets confused. I have never worked on my bed. Well, maybe when I was a college student, right? Because my dorm room was very small and 
we had a desk and the desk was connected to the bed and it was just a very small space. Um, and I used to read in bed. I still do sometimes, uh, but not very often. And when I am reading, it's, you know, self-care books or um, personal development books. Um, but I try not to. I have a, a space in my home where I read. I work only from my desk. I have an office in my home. And then I have an office in my office building. So I do not eat in bed. I do not work in bed. I do not, not ever have my computer or laptop in bed. I don't ever have an iPad in bed. So it just makes my brain know that when I'm there, I'm there to sleep. So you want to start, you know, eliminating any other things that you do in bed um, because the brain gets confused. So if you are eating in bed or doing anything else, um, you you don't want to be working and, you know, using your mind for bed. Um, and I think that's it. Um, as far as sleep, try those. I usually don't like to give you too many things to do because, you know, it, it gets a little confusing or, you know, you're like, Oh, what else did she say? I want it to be simple. I want you to start with three or four things, two or three things, um, incorporating that and see how that works for you. Everyone is different. So try those things. Also, um, uh, tea, uh, lavender tea. Make sure that it's a potent, good quality tea. I don't want to say that teas that you buy at the store aren't good, but they've been on the shelves for a while. They're literally just kind of dust. Um, and so you want to get something that is, you're going to get the benefits of the herb that is in your tea. Um, so look for a good tea. I do have things, the get your Z's tea. You don't have to purchase from me, but if you want to, you can log on to my website, but just any lavender chamomile tea. There's a lot of different, um, teas that help you fall asleep. The one, um, the one that I have has, um, chamomile and let me see what the ingredients are. Um, so chamomile lavender is really good. Kava Kava is really good. Um, and there's other herbs that I, that I, um, recommend for you to take for sleep, but let me just log on to my website to see exact, to give you exactly, um, the ingredients that are lemongrass is another one. That's really, really good for you. That also has anti-inflammatory, benefits to, um, to that. So lemongrass is good for sleep. Peppermint is good for sleep. Chamomile, rosehip, um, spearmint, valerian root, and hibiscus. Oh, and cornflowers. So that's the, the, um, combination of the, uh, get your Z's wellness tea that I have in my, um, um, in my website. But like I said, you don't have to purchase these teas. You can go and find one that's best for you um, and try it. Drink it before, um, you know, maybe 30 minutes, 20 minutes before you get to bed. 
try to drink it right after you've done everything else. So get ready for bed, wash your face, do all that stuff, then drink your tea. Um, and then uh, it should help you fall asleep. Remember, please, please, please always remember to take care of yourself. And if you have any questions, feel free to email me. You can email me um, uh, or check me out on Instagram. I usually am on Instagram more than Facebook. I'm hardly ever on Facebook, but I'm at the anxiety doctor on Instagram. You can message me. Sometimes it takes a while for me to reply, but usually I try to reply every day to questions. Sometimes I do get a lot of people asking questions, so it takes time, but I'm happy to answer any questions for you. Have a great day and a great rest of your week. Thanks for listening. Find us on Instagram at The Anxiety Doctor and online at www.drlisacortez.com. Check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time.